On today's jam-packed episode of Locked On Pirates, we're going to be talking about more devastating injury news to another young player on the roster. The Pirates adding first baseman and DH Rowdy Telez, the TV rights news that we got this morning, and more with today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And welcome back, everybody, to the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. My name is Ethan Smith bringing you all the news, analysis, opinions, and reactions to everything going on in the world of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And boy, oh boy, there's a lot that's been going on with the Pittsburgh Pirates over the last 24 hours, and we're going to be getting into all of it today, starting with probably the biggest news that we received uh, last night, which was the fact that Andy Rodriguez, the up-and-coming catcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates that we were so excited to see come up here last year and we're so excited to talk about for a big portion of the 2022 season in the minor leagues, will be missing the entirety of the 2024 campaign for the Pittsburgh Pirates due to UCL surgery on his elbow. He reportedly was hit by a pitch in winter ball, experienced some discomfort in the elbow, finds out that he's going to need surgery and is going to be out for the remainder of the 2024 season. And I say remainder of the 2024 season, and it hasn't even started yet. And you probably saw it in the thumbnail. And I think that it speaks volumes to that word is it's devastating. It really is. It's devastating to this team that we already had the Johan Oviedo news to begin the off season and knowing that he was not going to be a part of this baseball team in 2024 Now, with a lot of people having talks about, oh, Henry Davis is going to be catching a lot more in 2024, and why did the Pirates ever sign Ali Sanchez? Well, now those things are starting to become a little more apparent as to why those things are happening. Andy Rodriguez, of course, you guys know I love my switch hitters, so I'm going to always love Andy Rodriguez. And for a guy of Andy's caliber, again, You heard me and Gary talk about this on the show yesterday. Uh, Not a ton of love was really, there was not a lot to love about how Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis played in 2023. They didn't do anything absolutely exceptional. They did have those flashes and those moments where they were like, okay, the Pirates have something here. They have something with these two catchers. We just have to give them time to grow and hope that they can turn into the players that their potential says they could potentially turn into. But you knew going into 2024 that Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis were going to be integral parts of this roster. They were going to be integral parts behind the plate. They were both going to probably get equal opportunity to catch. And now that whole process has just turned on its head because for a guy in Henry Davis that you weren't exactly confident in enough to catch last season, you're now telling him, oh, you're going to catch more in 2024, but now catching more in 2024 went from 
three days a week in a platoon alongside Andy Rodriguez to now pretty much being the starting catcher. Because, folks, I would probably bank on your opinions that you would not want Ali Sanchez or Jason DeLay being the starting catchers on this roster. But if Henry Davis has his struggles behind the plate, folks, going into 2024 throughout the season, that could be a harsh reality. Now, there's a lot of layers to unpack with this news. Obviously, Andy, get well soon. Um, take the entire year, rehab, get back to the player that you were in the minor leagues, come back in 2025 strong as ever, and be ready to go. But there's starting to become a glaring concern with elbow injuries in this organization. You've seen them with Mike Burrows. You've seen it with now Johan Oviedo. You've seen it now with Andy Rodriguez. I won't go into too much detail about it just because I don't think it's anything very concrete to speak about. It's just, I believe, more of a trend that we're noticing that's going on in the organization, and I have no idea how they could possibly fix it. But it's something that's going on that's derailing a lot of their plans now. Obviously, you look at the Oviedo news and the instant reaction a lot of people had and the instant reaction most of you should have had was, oh, they have one pitcher on the roster that they can really rely on right now in the rotation, and that's Mitch Keller. They go out and get Marco Gonzalez from the Atlanta Braves. Not a flashy move, but a move that I since have still very much liked, and I think he's going to help a lot. So now, Andy Rodriguez is out. Now, this injury, layer one, is that Henry Davis, your time is now, bud. Like, Henry Davis has the entire season to himself behind the dish to take over that position to prove to the Pirates that he can catch, to prove that he can play defense back there, to bring some of that bat skills that we saw at Louisville and some of the bat skills that we've seen in the minor league system to lead to him being one of the riser, uh, fastest rising number one overall picks in MLB history. He has the chance to do that now with nobody in his way. Jason DeLay is a phenomenal backup catcher. Ali Sanchez, I'm sure, can also be an adequate enough third or backup catcher if need be. But Henry Davis is going to have all eyes on him now behind the dish. He just is, as he should be. I mean, he's the number one overall selection from that draft. The Pirates invested a lot of time into him and have invested a decent amount of money into him slot value-wise, even though he was well under slot. But now his it's his time. And Henry Davis, as you, again, heard me and Gary kind of talk about on yesterday's show, he has a lot to improve on. But if I was the Pirates and I was Henry Davis this offseason, the one thing I would definitely be making sure I'm doing correct is defense behind the plate. I am making sure I got pitch framing down to a T. I'm making sure that my pop time is uh, very, very like low on the number, making sure that when I am behind the dish and a pitcher is pitching to me up from the mound, that I am doing what I need to do. That would be what Henry Davis's primary goal should be. So that's layer one. Is layer one, you know that Henry Davis has his time to shine now, and Eddie Rodriguez sadly has to sit on the back burner. Layer two is something that a lot of us wish we would have saw from O'Neill Cruz, is we wanted to see that second year, that full year, from a guy like O'Neill Cruz. We lost him to injury um, in the 2023 season very early on, and he didn't get to learn about his defense. He didn't get to learn if the bat 
was going to keep considerably improving like we all expected to. You didn't get to learn these things. So now with Andy Rodriguez, was his defense going to get better at the catching position? Was he going to hit well from both sides of the plate and improve his bat skills and be the player that he was in the minor league system and be the player that so many people were excited for? Now we don't get to know that question. We can't answer that question now. We cannot answer that question in 2024, much like Johan Oviedo. We cannot answer the question on if he would have taken the next step in the maturation of him being a starting pitcher or if he would have had to step away and be more of a long relief arm, which is what I always thought he would end up being in the first place. The ability for the Pirates to answer these big questions in the last year and a half and now going into next year has just been devastating because they can't answer these questions until a year later. So now with O'Neill Cruz, as I've spoken about multiple times on the show, you don't really know what he's like defensively over at shortstop. You don't really know what it's like for him to play that position every single day outside of the time that he was here in 2022. You've got to see a little bit of it in 2023. And in that 2022 season, he slowly improved but you didn't know what it was like through a full season and a full sample size. Andy Rodriguez, that's like something else you wanted to see was what would he look like in a full sample size? You still had Austin Hedges around when Andy came up here. You had Henry Davis around also. You had Jason DeLay getting adequate chances on um, catching when Mitch Keller was on the mound and performing well. But what would Andy have looked like as the full-time starting catcher? That's a question that we're going to miss now and a question that we sadly cannot answer. And it's it's devastating. And it, and you guys know this. I don't want to come on this show and talk about injury news and things the Pirates aren't doing and all this other stuff. But it's the sad reality of the situation is now your catching room is Henry Davis, Jason DeLay, and Ali Sanchez. Doesn't sound near as good as it did 48 hours ago when you had Andy Rodriguez, Henry Davis potentially learning the position still. Jason DeLay, who's an adequate backup catcher, and Ali Sanchez available if any of them went down. And that's why that Ali Sanchez signing actually doesn't look all that bad now. I'm not saying he's a good player, but you at least have another MLB-esque caliber, uh, caliber player if one of these guys went down with injury. So you're not completely doomed at the position now because you do have Henry Davis and a decent backup in Jason DeLay. You were doomed when Johan Oviedo went down. You've since added Marco Gonzalez. We expect them to add more to that starting rotation moving forward. But either way, this is just a devastating injury for the Pittsburgh Pirates, a team that Ben Charrington and the front office have said wants to compete next season. But when you're down Johan Oviedo, who was your second best starter last year, and your up-and-coming catcher now for the entire season, things get a little interesting and people start walking on cold feet. They really do, and it's not it, it, it's not anything really that's completely detrimental, but a lot of the wrongs that could go wrong for them in 2024 that you could even consider are starting to become more and more detrimental if they happen by the day due to some of these things happening. And for Andy Rodriguez, again, pal, hope you get well soon. You're one of my favorite players on the roster, and it sucks that we're not going to get to see number 25 throw up the heart hand. So throw up a heart hand for Andy Rodriguez as he will be rehabbing with Johan Oviedo in 2024 as yet another devastating 
story for the Pittsburgh Pirates here in this 2023-2024 offseason. But they did add a player yesterday, a player that I even thought they might add a while ago, and Rowdy Telez. We're going to talk about the layers of that move, what that move means, and if it's the only first base move they make or if another one is waiting in the wings. But before we do that, let's talk about FanDuel. Folks, FanDuel, of course, is your number one sportsbook in America. You need to go check it out right now because football only has four more weeks remaining in the regular season. And if you want to splash your cash and make some money on FanDuel, do it now because you can score early down the stretch of the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season because FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and, of course, an official sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. And, folks, also, don't forget to check out Lost. That is Locked On Sports Today because Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And welcome to segment two of the Locked On Pirates podcast here on December 13th, 2023. It is a fabulous Wednesday. Hopefully you guys are all enjoying your Wednesday. This will be coming out later in the afternoon on Wednesday. So hopefully you guys are all enjoying it. The weather's getting cold. The off season's in full swing. Winter meetings have come and gone. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, things have heated up since winter meeting started, as a lot of us expected, obviously. You see the addition of Marco Gonzalez. Seth Beer was a minor league addition in the minor league Rule 5 draft. Um, you've seen guys like the minor leaguers in the Rule 5 just be gone, like Dario Lopez is no longer a Pittsburgh Pirate. Again, you have the addition of Marco Gonzalez and another position of need that a lot of Pirates fans wanted them to fill up. Maybe not with this guy, is Rowdy Telez over at first base. He's a first base DH combo. And Rowdy Telez, of course, when you look at what Telez did in 2023, there's a lot left to be desired, I think, when it comes to Rowdy Telez. And when you look at what Rowdy Telez was able to do in 2023, it wasn't all that pretty. Uh, 215 average, 86 strikeouts to 35 walks, had 47 RBIs and a 311 at-bats. But what I really think a lot of people would like to rekindle with Rowdy Telez is that 2022 campaign that he had for the Milwaukee Brewers. Obviously, he's a projected 230 average guy with 20 home runs and 59 RBIs via baseball reference, the single best baseball website ever. And in 2022, I mean, you're looking at a guy that was a 1.4 war offensive war guy. He had a pretty good war overall, 0.08. But when you look at just how his season went that season, 219 average, 35 home runs, 89 RBIs, had a 767 OPS with a 113 OPS plus. 
I mean, you look at that, and that was over 529 at-bats, the most that he had throughout his entire career. Obviously, we remember Tellez starting his uh, career in Toronto, had that very good 2019 campaign with 21 home runs and 54 RBIs. Since his dwindled down a little bit, 2020, he had a better batting average but only played in 35 games. In 2021, he played pretty decently with Toronto and Milwaukee, about a combined 106 games over that span with a 242 average. So you look at what Telez is going to offer you, and he's not going to be the greatest defensive option at first base. You guys can go look at some of his defensive stats and just see those for yourself. But when you look at his uh, advanced batting, I think is where you really want to get in with a lot of this stuff. And folks, when I'm reading these stats and everything, I like to look at the general stats and say, okay, general, generally this is a pretty good player. But then you like to go and look at things that he's done very well over the like the term that he's been uh, in Major League Baseball for these past six years. And one of those is hard hit percentage. He has a 45.1 hard hit percentage over his career. He rarely grounds out, by the way, it's about a 40% ground ball rate, which has come down a lot. Since 2018, it was 40%. 2023, it was 37.8. 2022, it was 39.7. So you're seeing stuff like that for a guy like Rowdy Telez, where the ground ball percentage has went down, and the fly ball percentage went down there for a while too. But since 2021, it has increased by nine percentage points from 20.5 to 29.9 in 2022 to 30.4 in 2023 overall in his career, of course, sitting at a 27.5. And, and his home run percentage, 4.9, you know that's what Telez is going to offer you. He's going to be that kind of guy that's going to offer you the home run ball a lot. What I would say for me, the biggest concern, obviously, with a guy like Telez is, yeah, he's going to hit that home run ball about 5% of the time, but he strikes out 23% of the time, walks 9% of the time, so a ratio that's not all that great. And when you look at Telez overall, it was a cost-effective deal. It's a deal that makes sense for the Pirates to make, and he's kind of the prototypical player that the Pirates have went after over at first base the last couple of seasons. We all remember, of course, Daniel Vogelbach coming in here and actually igniting a little bit of offense out of that position, more in a DH role. You look at Yoshi Sutsugo, who's a guy that the Pirates put a lot of time into, but he never really panned out. You look at G-Man Choi, who's another bigger guy that could hit the ball out of the uh, yard, but he dealt with injuries before he was traded to San Diego last year. So now Rowdy Telez comes in. Obviously, Pirates fans are a little bit familiar with him uh, being from Milwaukee. And for Telez, when you look at overall what this move means for the Pittsburgh Pirates at first base, I don't think it's the only move they make. I, I really don't. I don't think this is the only move they make at first base. Now, if this is saying that you want Jared Triolo to platoon over there with Rowdy Telez, then fine. I think that's um, something that you really could look at. And when you look at where he sits in terms of what he's going to offer you, again, Telez, his bat has the potential in PNC Park to do wonderful things. Wonderful things. Strong power lefty. The swing, he pulls everything to over the right field wall. And really, when you look at it for what it's worth, there are other first base options available for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, obviously, you have the Reese Hoskins of the world. You have Carlos Santana. You have guys like Brandon Belt that could also be potential platoon guys with Rowdy Telez. But I don't think that Telez is going to be the only option that they have over there. 
I just don't really think that that would be smart for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't think, again, that he, defensively he's going to play all that much. But it could also be a very good DH role for Telez now with Andy Rodriguez going out. Now, obviously, this move was made beforehand. And also a stat that I wanted to pull up for everybody is that Ra uh, Rowdy Telez has a 239 average with eight homers, 29 RBIs, and 16 run scores in 34 games against the Pirates in his career. So he can't hurt us anymore. He can't hurt us in the House of Horrors in Milwaukee. But I would ex expect either one of two things to correspond with this move of Rowdy Telez is either one, he's going to be in a platoon with Jared Triolo and they're going to let Jared Triolo play defensively at first base while Telez DHs because the big conversation a lot of us were having was, is uh, Andy Rodriguez or Henry Davis going to DH? And that kind of leaves out Andrew McCutcheon as well and whatever his role would be. I think Rowdy Telez will probably end up being the full-time DH. So you either have to go find a defensive-minded first baseman or you let Jared Triolo hold down that position like many people think he can. And then on days where you want to, you can have Telez play out there if you'd like. So there's layers to this move. I mean, I don't think it's the only move that the Pirates will make at first base. I think it's a move that the Pirates will enjoy. Again, I think it's a cost-effective, low-risk, potentially high-reward um, move for them. Telez could end up being one of those guys that sparks the offense a little bit and gets the Pirates something back in a trade in July or August. That's a big potential for him as well. And if not, then he stays. And if he stays and he's playing good baseball and the Pirates are competitive, there you go. It works out and you didn't spend a lot of money to do it. But I would expect that the Pirates do make another move at first base just because I still like Jared Triolo in that utility role a little bit more. I don't want him stuck at first base with the defensive acumen that he offers this team in the infield. So with that said, I would grade the move a C plus. I put the plus in there just because I do think there's a potential that Telez can go back to his 2022 form, but it's not the end of the world if he doesn't because they didn't invest a lot into him in this deal. So that's really what I think it is. It's a cost-effective, low-risk, high, potentially high-reward move. And if Telez really does find his 2022 form again, the Pirates may have found a diamond in the rough in the free agent market. Before we talk about TV rights news, yeah, how are you going to watch your buckos next season and moving forward in the short term? We're going to talk about that here in just a moment, and I'll be right back. So even off the field, we got some news about the Pittsburgh Pirates today, actually, this morning. As it was announced that the Pittsburgh Pirates will be joining the Penguins, the Pittsburgh Penguins, as part of Sportsnet Pittsburgh moving forward. Sportsnet Pittsburgh, of course, is the new thing moving forward for Pittsburgh media rights for all the stuff that we know about things as Sportsnet, of course, will televise games still. So not much, I don't think, will change from what I've read in terms of everything that I've read so far. But Kevin Gorman did a phenomenal job uh, writing about some of this. Jason Mackey did phenomenal work covering it as all of the news was coming out. And they did find a new television home, as Kevin says, by becoming joint owners of Sportsnet Pittsburgh with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, what's very interesting about this, I think, is uh, that apparently – there is a world where the Red Sox and the Pirates will both benefit from uh, this move, obviously with the Pittsburgh Penguins being owned by Fenway Sports Group. 
And it is also said that about half of AT&T Sports Pittsburgh staff was laid off the day after the MLB regular season ended. And the Pirates have pushed for the return of host Rob King, sideline reporter Robbie Inspikowski, and studio analyst Michael McHenry. And they've also shown interest in adding former Pirates shortstop Jordy Mercer, who did a guest spot last season and interviewed former starting pitcher Stephen Brault at the winter meetings earlier this month. And of course, um, you read all this stuff and it's a lot of just letting you guys know what's going on. And uh, the New England Sports Group, Nesson, of course, will be uh, continue to be managed by that. Sportsnet Pittsburgh will be. And it did take over AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh and offices on the North Shore. There are things that were said about it as well as Sean McGrail, the Nesson president and CEO, said that we are thrilled that the Pirates are joining the Sportsnet Pittsburgh partnership. Over 150 Pirates games in addition to the Penguin telecast make Sportnet, uh, Sportsnet Pittsburgh a must-have sports destination for Pittsburgh fans. So not much is going to really change here in terms of what we see on our screens. I would expect that we still see Joe Block, Bob Walk, uh, Kevin Brown, all the guys that we know that are all going to be there. I don't think much is going to change on the TV front. Neil Walker will probably still be there. And I, I wouldn't expect that a lot changes. And I, I think it's fun to get this kind of out of the way and know what's going to be happening with the TV rights. And I wanted to end today's show as well just by talking about uh, some plans uh, for this podcast going into next season. We all know that the um, we know that TV rights are good. They're going to be a part of Sportsnet Pittsburgh. Rowdy Telez is a Pittsburgh Pirate. Andy Rodriguez, sadly, is out for the 2023 or 2024 season. But going into next year, folks, I do kind of want to be, have this podcast on a much better schedule. I want to have this podcast on kind of like a way where you guys can expect what we're going to be talking about on a daily basis. I want to also invite a lot of you onto the show again. You guys love when I have guests like Jason and Gary on the show all the time. Uh, I'm definitely trying to bring back Craig as well. Me and Craig um, have not talked that much, but I'd love to have Craig back on the show as well. So I want you guys to take a moment here at the end of the show to kind of just give some ideas in the comment section about some segments that you guys would like to see every week. If you'd like to see me devote time to a prospect segment when the season starts next year, or even throughout the entirety of the year on a specific day where it's like segment two or segment three of an episode on a Wednesday, for instance, like today is just all about prospects. And I'm perfectly fine with doing that. I just want to be more consistent for you all because you're the best fans that a podcast host could ask for. I bring this Pirates news to you all the time. You guys are great in the comments. You follow on Twitter very well. You subscribe on YouTube very well. You've reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify very well, and I could not be more thankful for it. And 2024, I'm hoping, is going to be a very big year for this podcast, and I hope it's going to be a big year for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And Yesterday, I obviously shared uh, one of the better moments of the season and that huge win against the Chicago White Sox early in the year where they put up just a plethora of runs and the crowd was going crazy. That is also one of my big plans for 2024 as well is to get up to Pittsburgh and see a game with you all and be at PNC Park. Hopefully it's opening day. That is the plan. And we'll see how things shake out with that. I would love to be up there and do a meet and greet with you guys. I'm even going to take this shirt off the wall right here. That way you guys can recognize me just in case you don't recognize my face. You might listen to audio more than you listen to 
uh, the YouTube. So you might not even know what I look like. You might just listen to my voice all the time here on the Locked On Pirates podcast. But folks, again, share your ideas in the comments with me for 2024. I'm down to hear all of them. I will take all of them into consideration. Also drop all your comments about this episode, about the Andy Rodriguez news, about the Teles signing, about the TV rights and more. But folks, thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow me on Twitter right there at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates for all of your news, analysis, reactions, and opinions to everything going on in the world of the Pittsburgh Pirates. See you tomorrow, folks. But until then, see you on the flip side.